Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Osiris. Welcome to Wheels Off, a show about the messy reality of the creative life. I'm Rhett Miller. Dan and Claudia Zanes have a new record out called Let Love Be Your Guide. It's not a family album, as it were, which is um, the sort of the workaround way of uh, not saying kids music when you talk about Dan Zane's work since his rock and roll first iteration in the 80s with the Del Fuegos. He was in a kick-ass Americana band that imploded in 89. And then in the early aughts, he became someone that I saw a lot on the television when my kids were little as a family music artist or kids artist. The most recent chapter in his life is as part of Dan and Claudia Zanes. They're not just a married couple. They are a musical couple as well. Let Love Be Your Guide is a really beautiful record. It deals with a lot of issues, which makes it maybe sound like, oh no, this is going to be, you know, some sort of pedantic, boring, square record. It's none of those things. It's fun. It's super fun and beautiful and uplifting. I say all of this during the course of the interview as well, but I'm I'm really I'm blown away by what they've done. And I really think they're great. They made it easy for me to interview them as a couple, something I was concerned about, but I'm so glad to have them on Wheels Off. Please welcome Dan and Claudia Zanes. Welcome to Wheels Off, Dan and Claudia Zanes. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for having yes, us. Glad to great. be here. Thank you, Rhett. What a treat. Oh, man. Well, I, I really love the new record. I find it so beautiful and uplifting and inspiring, and I'm excited to get to talk to you guys. And I think that that record and the uh, promotion thereof might be the answer to this question, but I wonder what creative project are you guys working on right now, and how does it light you up? Hmm. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny because we're in the <laughs> we're 
we're in the midst of sending out emails to friends and colleagues for the you know the Grammy for your consideration. It feels so uncreative. So this question is <laughs> is is bringing us back into what it is that we love to talk about. So thank you. <laughs> um, I, we're starting to you know we've been having fun making videos for our mm -hmm. records. So we're thinking about the next video, maybe stop motion or something. We've been pulling all our neighbors into the process. So the, the four videos that we've made so far are done with one at my mother's farm and the others with our, our neighbors here in Baltimore. And Claudia is always making soap. Yeah, so I am a soap maker. That has been, I just believe in just creativity with voice, with hands, whatever we can be making. Um, and soap is very fun, spiritual, moving, we need it. So I, I love making soap, that's what I do. My God, I love that. It's the the mediums, right? They they are they're all different, but it's all creation, right? It's funny. I think about this a lot. Like when you make something and then you're forced to try and get it out into the world. And this new record you've made certainly it deserves to be heard. It's so beautiful. And but yet you're you guys have to reach out to people. What category is it that you're hoping to be included? Because I know that's where we're at in the process, right? It's the decision of the category. Yeah, they submitted it for children's music, which uh -huh. is, you know, it feels weird. It feels <laughs> weird because it, we always think of it as all ages music and it's not particular to the experience of children. But that's where we typically would be mm -hmm. would be ending up. So but, you know, but on the other hand, it's good that, that people are having conversations about stuff with children. And these are new times, man. So, you know, everybody's in everybody's at the table together talking about everything right i would agree 100 percent that it's an all ages record but now that you say it how cool would that be uh for this to be recognized as a children's record and then all of a sudden all these parents are playing this record for their kids that would be great yes <laughs> yeah and, and and so four-year-olds are saying what are reparations right. what's that song about <laughs> great conversation starters <laughs> Oh, just for the for the edification of our listeners, could you describe sort of what's behind the new album and, and where what it's about? Yeah, so the record is called Let Love Be Your Guide, and it is out on Smithsonian Folkways. We're super excited to have that label behind us. Um, and it's it's a bunch of songs that Dan and I wrote during 2020. So one of the first things we did when we entered into this the declared state of emergency, uh, once the pandemic hit, we started something called the Social Isolation Song Series, where we were putting out a song on social media, uh, one video a day, connecting with our our people, you know, a way of staying connected. And so we thought the pandemic would last maybe three weeks, maybe <laughs> a month. So we were like, we got this. We can do this every day for that long. And then, of course, it went on and on. 200 days later, we put, you know, the button on the cap there. We said, we're done with this. And um, and then we started thinking about a record because during this time, too, as we know, the pandemic, of course, hit. But there was also sort of, you know, there was a racial pandemic that was also happening. There was just a lot happening in our nation that we needed to speak on, sing on. And oftentimes we couldn't find the right songs to say what we wanted to say. So we did a lot of songwriting and we decided that many of these songs should be on this new record we were going to do. So that's kind of how they landed there. So it came out in that boat, but we, but we were clear we didn't want to make a record that was about the pandemic mm -hmm. era because 
you know, I don't know how many people really want to go back and relive that <laughs> through music, art, whatever. Mm -hmm. But but the themes were the themes were the you know the themes were themes for any time. Right. It's great. It's almost as if you shone a light on, or you are shining a light on things that got overshadowed by the pandemic in a way. Hmm. Not over, not overshadowed, but the like maybe we weren't able to focus on what was really happening in the country in terms of the, um, you know, protesting and the and and hmm. hopefully forward progress with regards to racial justice just because everybody was so freaked out and locked locked down. Right, right. And in a way, I feel like that was the gift of the pandemic as well, because we were all home and we were all paying attention and yeah. conversations were being had. Young folks had questions. Folks had to answer these questions. We're all seeing it in real time. So there was just a heightened level of awareness, even though this stuff has been happening for so long. I think there was just a lot more focus and attention in this particular moment. Yeah. It kind of, it, I feel like part of what it, because um, when we were thinking about how we could describe it to people and, you know, it feels like, oh, man, if you bring up, it's like, you know, racial justice and, you know, these are themes and they're important themes to talk about. But I don't know if those are the themes that that, that necessarily, um, I don't want to say they're box office poison, but I don't know if they really, <laughs> that's not what would get me to go and listen to a record you know but but i think what what we're talking about really is freedom and and community and what our you know what community looks like oh man i'm sorry let me that's turn the this. modern world yeah no um while while you're getting that i'll i'll yeah. echo that in listening to the album it doesn't feel like i'm reading an op-ed piece i don't it doesn't feel like it's preachy in any way i mean it really mm. feels if anything first of all super fun and and really like beautiful songs <laughs> but it's really just uplifting I, that, that's how i experienced mm. it oh i love that thank you it's 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 it was uplifting for us to make it and to and to say these things and to feel like um we could be a part of a part of a, a bigger conversation mm -hmm. yeah it's funny, I've done now about 100 of these wheels off conversations about creativity. And that's one thing that comes up over and over again, right, is that the, the act of creation is sort of, um, you know, a declaration in the face of nihilism or whatever. It's like it's shouting, we are here. This is something beautiful I'm making in the, you know, in the face of despair, perhaps. Right. Mm. Um, I wonder for you guys when, and this is, I guess, something that I'm, I'll, I'm I hope you'll both maybe take turns answering, but um, when you were starting out, maybe Claudia, if you'll go first, because I, I guess I know a little more about Dan having been a fan of his since he was a very young man. Uh, <laughs> um, I wonder when you were starting out, was there a time when you were drawn to music specifically? And, and was there a moment that you knew that this is what you were going to do with your life? You know, I would say from a very early age, music has played such a pivotal and important role in my life. My family is from Haiti, Haiti, the first Black Republic, right? So music is such a huge part of the culture. And so when my parents came to this country, my, my brother and I were born here, music was played constantly in the house. Um, and also just hearing stories from my grandparents, from my aunties and uncles, just a lot of the challenges they faced and how music was sort of the bedrock. I just knew how um, mobilizing music can be, how it can galvanize people from a very early age, also singing in church. 
and maybe not having the language to really um, fully understand what was happening, but just seeing how people from different walks of life could come together. But in praise and worship, come to this heightened spiritual place. I just knew that the music was was sort of driving that. And in church too, the music was always what spoke to me. So I would say from a very, very early age, I, I knew the power of music and started pursuing a career in school. I, I was studying, you know, I played trombone, I played fruit, flute, <laughs> I sang in the choir. And then eventually I joined a performing arts group in Southern California where we would tour to schools, keeping music programs in schools. And then again, I saw firsthand the power of music, how music can, again, you know, build self-confidence, um, can bring people from different walks of life together. And music has truly been my passport. That's how I've had the opportunity to travel and play with other musicians from different parts of the world. So, yeah, I, I knew from a very, very early age that this was the career path I was I was meant to be on. Well, that's so cool. Uh, you reminding me of of my own experience as a young person singing in choirs. What a feeling that was of of being a part of a larger organism and the feeling of mm -hmm. collaboration. And it's so cool to see you guys as a couple like doing this collaboration together. That's so sweet. I I love it. I really feel like that's <laughs> I, it's just such a like an object lesson in what art is. Like we make a thing, and here we are together. Yeah, mm. that's so sweet. And and Dan, your journey has been and kind of an interesting one um, from rock and roll to kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I always, I always preface it by saying, I'm just, I feel so grateful to be alive, you know, considering, considering all of that. And um, I met Claudia five years ago and, and, and I realized the day that I met her, that um, she was the person that, that I'd been dreaming about my whole life, you know, that we could be together Aww. in life and love and, and make music. And, you know, like, like the Ian and Sylvia records I used to hear as a kid in Canada. And, um, and so, you know, so, so for me, that's just been, it's an, it's an indication that, um, you know, the second half of my life, cause I wasn't going to live to be 30, you know, the way I was going, you know, yeah. that's, that's that's what that was like and um and then i did you know and then i found this way making family music um i remember you know i was hanging out with people who who were also you know trying not to drink and drug all day every day you know <laughs> and um and i heard this guy say yeah i'm trying to be of service in my work and i thought how do you do that man you're an actor you know and i just figured <laughs> if you're in the arts yourself you're as self-centered as i was you know but it stayed with me. It's like, how are you going to, how can you be of service and then still make music, you know, and, and family music kind of revealed itself to me. It was God's plan. It was certainly not mine because mine was, was way more ego driven than that. <laughs> but, you know, but God had a better plan for me. And um, so, you know, what a, what a, what a blessing it's been for, you know, 20 years almost to be able to make this all ages music. And then, five years ago to meet Claudia, you know, just unbelievable mm -hmm. twists and turns. And then to, to be able to make at this stage of the game, you know, just the, like 
for the first time, really say everything that was on my heart, you know, in a record. What a, because there was always always compartmentalized. You know, you can say this, but you hold this Mm. back because you don't even know how to say that. Mm. And and we got to do it all. And we feel it's truly a blessing. I mean, to be able to create music with your partner is, I I can't put it into words. It's highly spiritual, (laughs) deeply emotional. It's, It's a way of getting to know your partner in a way that you, coffee wouldn't have done it. Going to the movies doesn't do it. <laughs> Conversation doesn't even do it. It's it's about being in that creative process um, that just brings you so much closer together. Well, that comes through on the album for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, we sang together on the day that we met. Yep. Claudia's friend, Pauline Jean, um, brought her over so we could just hang out and sing a few tunes so you know how it is you you see a person you see you see deeper inside a person when you're making yes, music with them right oh god that's so beautiful that's really sweet you know it's funny too um god i'm feeling it's weird it's a i'm having an emotional response to this thing dan where i'm speaking <laughs> in my daughter my daughter's room and my kids are 15 and 18 now so mm. the years when they were you know um watching the little kids TV show was the early years for you being like all over it between every commercial break. And so <laughs> and it's, which was already funny for me because I knew Del Fuegos and I knew rock and roll <laughs> you. And then there, my little kids were watching you and here I am. It's like full circle. And now my son mm-hmm. will be 18 this month. And anyway, it's just, it's really beautiful. I love, I, I mm-hmm. guess what I'm saying is I love what it says about longevity and perseverance. And mm-hmm. it's very sweet. And to see you guys now having come together, you know, like into our lives. And here you are, you know, discovering each other and making this really beautiful new thing out of nowhere. I just I love that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. So I wonder, obviously, you guys have uh, found such a creative way through the last couple of years. Um I wonder throughout your creative lives, if you could speak a little bit to when uh, internally generated obstacles come up and you kind of brought this up a little bit now uh, or just now, um, Dan, when you run up against self-doubt, imposter syndrome, the like you were talking about the really self-destructive impulses, when you run up against those internally generated obstacles, what have you guys figured out as a way to, to get through them, beyond them? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a that's a really great question. Um, I will say that I couldn't do what I do if I didn't have my faith. Um, I am deeply spiritual. I have such a direct line to God. I communicate pretty regularly. I would say throughout the day, I'm always asking for God's strength. But also, I think one thing that I'm I'm very clear about vocalizing is that I am on my path, praying for not someone else's blessing but for what God has in store for me, because I think in a world of social media where we are pulled in so many directions and we can have the jealousy and the envy and it's all truly toxic and poisonous. And so consuming that, I kind of want to have the tunnel vision. So I just, I pray even like with the, um, you know, we're we're writing our FYCs and doing all the things for, for hopefully a nomination, you know, for a Grammy. And we're thinking, We've already won. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not we, we, we get the Grammy is we've already won. And let's not lose sight of that blessing because it's so easy to look at other things. I want this. I want that. But how have we been blessed already? The mere fact that Dan and I are together and we're able to create this music is already the winning 
take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would say that's it for me is really just communicating and connecting with my higher power and just making sure that I'm on the right path. Not that those things don't creep in, but really trying to to steer away from that as much as I can. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Claudia just said so much and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with all of it. And I think, um, you know, I think the, some of the challenges that, that I've had over the, you know, over the years come from being, uh, you know, some of it is, is just like the alcoholic thinking, you know, it's like, to be honest, that's, <laughs> that's that, and that can get real tricky, but I think for me, keeping you know is the same thing keeping the gratitude up up mm-hmm. up high and recognizing always just how i've been blessed and just to be alive is is unbelievable you know and to know that god's been looking out for me this whole time and not and i think just to 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 feel like we are here for something you know god's mm-hmm. given us the gifts to do something mm-hmm. with them and so the challenge is to figure out what it is we're supposed to be doing on any given day. Um, but you know, the, the ego piece can get, can get intense and professional jealousy and all that stuff. I mean, that was when I was in the Del Fuegos, that was, that was poison. And I just, I drank it every single day and, and really robbed myself of an experience that everybody that I knew wanted to be doing what I was doing. And yet I couldn't appreciate Mm -hmm. it because I was looking at somebody else's Mm -hmm. blessings thinking they were supposed to be mine. There's been a terrible mistake. (laughs) I was was supposed to be playing for that crowd. What happened? (laughs) You know, insane stuff. And and so just to, you know, to recognize that. And I think you know, living in a capitalist society where there's just such a spirit of competition in the air, it, I think to, there's no neutrality. I think either I get washed up in that comp- competitive atmosphere or I push back and try and be community minded and um, spiritually minded and let God work through people and, you know, all of that. So. <laughs> That's, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the answer because these things are daily, you know, they really do come up, these challenges. Have you been sober for a while? Coming up on 32 years. Woo! Right? (laughs) I'm getting close to, I'm six and a half. Oh, Oh, man. What a blessing that is. It really, it's funny, before I got sober, when people would tell me that they were sober, I used to just think, oh, it's so sad. It must be so sad. That life you live, oh, depressing. And I'm like, God, you guys don't even know what you're missing. I know. I know, man. It's no one could have described it to me in words that that I could have understood. You know, I just thought, what? You can't party anymore. (laughs) You can't have these good times that I think I'm having. (laughs) Oh, man, that's beautiful, man. Congratulations. One day at a time. Here we are alive. Um, (laughs) So in a moment, I will ask you guys to distill some of this wisdom that you've been sharing. But first, we will go hear a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Um, So, Claudia, I'll ask you to start, if you don't mind. Um, If you were to meet a 21-year-old version of yourself living in today's world, um, what advice do you think you might give yourself? Wow. Oh, oh my. 
Mm. I would, I think I would encourage myself to find a strong circle of black women to be a part of. Mm. Um, I, I, the importance of finding community and support, um, from my sisters, I would encourage my 21 years, year old self to, to find that, find that connection and community with my sisters. Mm. Do you think she would listen to you? I always wonder about that. <laughs> would our 21 year old selves listen? Right. That seems like pretty good advice. That's hard to. I think in this day and age, if we were in today, I think she would listen yeah. to that. Yeah. Aww. Find the support, find the love. Yeah. Find the acceptance. You are enough. All mm. of that. Love that. Yeah. What about you, Dan? I think, um, I mean, I would, I would, I would be so inclined to tell my 21 year old self to, you know, stop drinking and drugging, but I know I wouldn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think maybe one thing that I would be able to hear, um, is to find, you know, find anti-racism, you know, find it and make it, make it a daily a daily practice, you know, whatever that means. But as a white man in America, um, I, you know, by the age of 21, I'd absorb so many messages of, of, you know, white entitlement and just superiority and, you know, all this, this damaging stuff, you know, and it took me, it, you know, it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I started trying to unpack it and, 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 um, you know, like rewire my thinking and get get engaged in in anti racism and um, and and it was the closest thing to getting sober that I could say because it was really I was able to have another shot at life where I could find my humanity. Whereas otherwise, it was it would have been impossible. You know, because I couldn't be comfortable in the world and I couldn't find a sense of, of usefulness and 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 purpose and. Uh, so that's what I would tell my 21 year old self. And I think if I think I could find a way to do it, that would that would get through. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I never I well, this is only the second time I've been able to interview um, a couple who collaborates. And um, the, the first was a band called Ida May, uh, a couple of British uh, musicians who live in Nashville. And I did. I regret that I didn't really ask them, um, but I'll ask you because you've got this unique perspective, what challenges do you encounter when it comes to the separation of creativity versus daily life, relationship life? And, and how, do you, how do you feel like, what's important to remember to make that work? Mm. Oh, man, start. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> I, think, um, I think what's been important for us is, is Claudia's gift. On the day that I met Claudia, when I heard when I heard her laugh and I heard her, she and her friend Pauline talking and laughing, just hysterical laughter, which they always do when they're together. And I just thought, what would life be like to hear this laugh every day? And that's that's been, I think, the biggest thing that's helped us get through has been has been humor and being able to laugh and I take my cues from Claudia on that one because it's not where I go first mm. but I've I'm, I feel like I've been learning that from mm. Claudia to stay loose and and stay you know keep the humor up front yeah, <laughs> we do laugh a lot yeah, it's medicine um and it's a form of rebellion too you know <laughs> claiming your laugh um 
You know, I would say, you know, and one of the lessons I feel like Dan teaches me on the daily, as simple as it sounds, is kindness. He leads with kindness um, and sees the good. I feel like I I pretty much see the good in people (laughs) and in situations, but um, Dan's way of approaching conflict, approaching challenges is in such a way of like, love like i've seen him have to i don't want to say discipline but have to address things where people come out even respecting him even more after the whole situation takes place so i'm always inspired by how mm-hmm. he um his 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 kind he leads with compassion and kindness and that's something that i just adore about him mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i don't know if we answered your question but <laughs> Well, yeah, it's funny. So I guess what I get from that is that you guys, you find the the things that complement each other and you lean into those. And I really love that. I think that's the perfect answer. And I, I mean, honestly, I think that that could go for, you know, for the being in a band together or, you know, in any sort of creative collaboration, but you guys are making a collaboration work on a creative level and a a romantic love daily life level. I love that. You guys are, I think y'all are such an inspiring, uh, <laughs> great example of the ways to to make it through life and to make life meaningful. And I'm so glad I got to speak with you today. Thank oh, you so really much. This is it. wonderful. It's a real uh, for us. Well, thanks for being on Wheels Off. Take care, you guys. You too. Thanks so much, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to Wheels Off. Please be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes. That helps us appear higher in the search results and lets other folks know that it's a cool podcast to listen to. Also, as the kids say, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere else that you listen to shows like this so that you never miss an episode. This has been Wheels Off, and I'm Rhett Miller, encouraging you to create every day. Thanks, y'all. Osiris. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.